Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast, which right now doesn't have a name. Uh, the Man Podcast, the Spirit-Filled Man Podcast, the Manly Man Podcast, the podcast podcast for men, talks to men. What do we call this thing? I don't know. I have sons, some who live far away in New Mexico and Texas, and a couple that live here in Michigan, I have sons-in-laws that are dear to me. I have Lois and I have 20, almost 20 grandchildren, 19, but 20 sounds cool. Somebody's going to have another one. 19 grandchildren. Uh, one that's coming soon is going to be a boy. His name's going to be Bodie. Uh, pray for Bodie's safety and well-being. And and his, his mom, uh, Dylan, who will... Be bearing him into the world, Lord willing. Anyway, I have I have skin in the game. I have a dog in the fight. I have a horse in the race. I have a reason to encourage men. And I have spent a lot of time in my ministry encouraging men. And one of the things that I have done for many years is I have spent time with men every week. I'll invite guys to breakfast. I'll meet with them early and late, and I've always been I've always tried to obey 2 Timothy 2 2. The things that that I've learned, I commit to faithful men and try to teach them to teach others. And that's been one of the most fruitful things about my ministry over the years, has been just meeting with men and uh, helping men. And so uh, I've also been invited many, many times, four times last year, to speak to men's retreats. And then the men's retreats, just a few weeks ago, I was invited to drive to Grand Rapids on a really snowy night to speak at a church called Cornerstone in, in Caledonia and to speak to a group of men, uh, nachos and music and men. And so I have a lot of things in my heart for men, and I, I, I thought a weekly podcast for drive time or to listen to while you're working on your projects that really don't require your full and undivided attention, this might be a really good, helpful, and useful thing. I was encouraged by my son Daniel, who works all the way out in New Mexico, and he spends many hours in his truck uh, to, um, to, uh, uh, to get some of these ideas down Daniel and the other boys have often been with me when I've spoken to men. And Daniel wrote or called the other day, and he and he said, "Hey, Dad, where have you recorded that material on on what it means to be a man? Because that was useful to me." Or not too long ago, he asked me, "Where have you recorded that idea about the firefly principle for young men? That's always been really helpful to me. Where have you recorded that?" Well. I have about 10 years of preaching, 1,500 messages that uh, got lost, and I have many of the retreat messages are not recorded. Uh, the nature of it is that you just wouldn't record them necessarily. But um, So I thought a podcast might be just a format uh, for me to begin to share some of these ideas that are helpful to men I love. And if you want to listen in, or become a friend, become one of the men I love and want to encourage, then you feel free to listen in. But while I'm talking, I'm talking to my son Kyle, who's a pastor up in Grand Rapids at the Ada Bible Church, and he has uh, three boys. He and his wife have three boys. I'm, I'm speaking to my son Chuck. He and his wife have five children. Um, two of them are boys. Uh, 
Gunnison and Route Ranger, not those great names. Um, Daniel, he has three boys. And so those little guys live all the way out in New Mexico, and they're a rowdy bunch. And the, the, Dan and Kate have three boys, Waylon, Wesley, and Leon, and uh, Brooke, Danny, Danny Brooks. Uh, the boys are coming on. They, they won't be listening to this podcast right away. They're kind of more interested in other stuff right now, like jumping off stuff. Anyway, um, then uh, son uh, Wesley, he has uh, two little girls and, uh, and a boy on the way, that Bodie, Bodie guy. And uh, again, my sons-in-law are very dear to me. Uh, Jesse out in Oregon and Dale here in West Michigan over in Muskegon. And then Tim who, uh, who lives in Dexter. Um, and these are fine guys that I care a lot about. And every once in a while they'll listen to something I say or read something I write. And we'll talk about that. And, and so these talks are for those guys and for anybody else who finds them useful. And what I'm going to do on this first podcast is I'm going to introduce an idea that came to me. And I'll tell you how the idea came to me. And now it's a very powerful, a very powerful, very helpful idea that came to me one summer afternoon up at my beloved Camp Barakel, where I've spoken for over 20, 20 some years in a row, three, four, five, something like that. Um, one summer afternoon, I had a bit of time. Uh, in the afternoon, and I was speaking to a group of campers, and well, I like to go and sit down by the water and just dangle my feet in the lake and just see if any of the campers want to come by and sit. It's kind of public, kind of private, um, where a lot of people can see you, but you can kind of have a little quiet conversation with the camper. They'll come and sit down next to me, and I'll talk, but if nobody talks to me, sometimes I bring a book. And on this particular day, I had a book with me, and it was a book by Douglas Wilson about raising boys, um, and uh, it's a great book, but I opened it up that afternoon uh, to the introduction, and I think in the preface or in the introduction of the book, uh, Raising, Raising Men, I think it's called, uh, Douglas Wilson refers to a man named Bill Mauser who wrote some material uh, called The Five Aspects of, I think it's Five Aspects of Biblical Masculinity. And the moment I read that, the moment I laid eyes on that and I saw the, how that flowed right out of Scripture, the, the thing that came to mind was I'd read, I'd read the interesting book um, uh, Wild at Heart, which had some things in it that were that kind of raised my eyebrows. I wondered about, but it had some helpful things in it too. But when I saw this idea, this construct by Bill Mauser, it, it hit me. This is, this seemed to be a little closer tethered to the roles of men given right from the opening pages of the Bible. The first two or three come directly out of Genesis, and so three come out of Genesis. One comes from the Proverbs. It's an appropriate place. One comes from the epistles. And uh, these five aspects of biblical masculinity. I, I love the idea, and I begin to develop talks based on those kind of that framework to help men and to help my sons. And I, um, and I called Bill Mauser, and I, I talked to him, and I asked his permission. 
to, I always give him credit, but I ask his permission to use the material, and he graciously and immediately granted me permission uh, to use the material. So if you want a full teaching done by Bill Mauser, you want to look up the five aspects of biblical masculinity. There's a, there's a workbook, and there's a lot developed there. But what I basically have done is I, I initially used this as a talk uh, for a group I called the Faithful Men of Moments, or the Men of Moments, because I was an interim pastor um, probably in 2006, uh, 2007, uh, in, a, in a church in Moments, Illinois, and the men were very, very receptive, and they were very open. And so I would drive down once a month on a Saturday morning. They would fix a robust breakfast, and they would invite guys from all over town, really good for a small church, a really good group of men. And then we would eat that breakfast, and then I would spend one hour just teaching them on each of the aspects of biblical masculinity from the Bible. And the first talk that I gave to them was about these, um, I called it, what does it mean to be a man? Five things based on the Bible. What does it mean to be a man? And again, these come out of Genesis and 1 and, and 2 and 3, and they come out of the Proverbs, and they come out of the Epistles and, and uh, the Corinthian Epistles. And they are powerful ideas that are very useful. And in the first five podcasts, I want to share these five aspects of biblical masculinity and to what it means to be a man. A man is a lord of the earth. A man is a husbandman. A man is a savior. A man is a sage. And a man is a glory bearer. The roles of man on earth are to be uh, to take dominion over the earth, a lord of the earth, to take dominion over the earth, uh, his part of his jurisdiction. They are to make something flourish in that dominion. They are to be a danger to evil in that dominion. They are to then become wise and then to uh, overall to be the glory of God. And I want to develop each of those ideas as I've taught them over the years. I want to show you those ideas in Scripture. I want to illustrate those ideas from my life. I want to stimulate and encourage you uh, to practice those ideas. So the first of those ideas is a man is a lord of the earth. A man is a lord of the earth, or man is to take dominion. So, and this is how, this is where this is found in Scripture. At the very beginning of Scripture, um, the, the, the Scriptures teach that uh, the Bible says in Genesis 1 and verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image and the image of God, he created him male and female, he created them and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over every living thing that moves on earth. And so there you have just an initial idea of when God created a man, what he created to be, man and woman, are to be co-regents. They're to take dominion together 
uh, over the earth. And so, first of all, in the beginning of the Bible, when man is created, he's created to take dominion. And here's the way I understand that. Every man has a jurisdiction. Even a, even a young boy has his room or his part of the room that he is responsible for. His possessions, the things that he owns, are a part of his domain, a part of his dominion, a part of his jurisdiction. And with a boy, you teach a boy to take care of his things. You teach A man is a man who cares for and maintains and properly uses his things. His, and, and he... And in the area where he has authority, in the area where he has dominion, or in the area where he has rule, um, he orders that he's to order that dominion after the will of God. He's to do there what God wants him to do. In Psalm eight, uh, David is talking about who man is. He walks out under the night sky. Do you remember this? Uh, he goes out under the night sky and he looks at the night sky. Oh Lord. Our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of men that you care for him? So, so David says, when I, I see the glory of God, when I look at the stars... Uh, the glory of, of the heavens and the sun and, and so forth. But it immediately makes him think, God, who am I? What is man? And then the psalm answers the question, you've made him a little lower than heavenly beings, a little lower than Elohim, and crowned him with glory and honor. You've made him a little lower than Elohim, translated angels in the Septuagint in the New Testament there, I believe in Hebrews, but a little lower than name for God, Elohim, crowned with glory and honor. So there's a majesty and dominion. And then it says, you've given him dominion over the works of your hands. And you put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, the fish of the sea, and whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have in that psalm, David answering the question, what is man that you're, that you're mindful of him, the son of man, that you visit him, you make him a little lower than Elohim, the, the, the angels, crowned with glory and honor, gave him dominion. So every man has to, is to take dominion, and young men are to be raised in order to take dominion, order their world, and they're to order their world as, co- as, as agents of God in the world, to order their part of the world in a way that reflects the glory of God and reflects the law of God and pleases the heart of God. The first thing you are, if you're a man, is you are Lord of the earth. You are one who has rule to take dominion over what you own. And here's an interesting thing I've noticed. I believe that each of us have a different capacity for dominion. Some men are capable of, of ruling over large, large things. Um, and in others, their dominion is smaller. And God sovereignly orchestrates that, I'm sure. And it really, it's really not our job uh, to, to, to dis- determine the, the size, scope, and weight of our dominion. It's our job to be faithful at whatever it is that God has put before us, so that as we're faithful in the, in the exercise of our rule, our dominion, in our jurisdiction, 
then God will come along and will increase our jurisdiction. He will give us a larger thing uh, to be responsible for until we've reached up the, the size and scope for our station in life and our time in life and our, our season in life that's just appropriate for what God has given us to do and his sovereign uh, purposes. I hope that's helpful to you today. Uh, if you think about it, I don't know how it cannot be helpful. To think through what it says in Genesis 1 and in Psalm 8 and throughout the scriptures about this aspect of masculinity. A man is a person who is a lord of the earth. As a man is a person who has a jurisdiction that takes dominion. Now, God help you today. As you go out into your world, wherever you work, and you take dominion over, over whatever it is, and God has placed you over. May you do it with joy and with faithfulness and in the, the knowledge of the favor of God.